Hi, baby. I'm, baby, you have to listen to me carefully. I'm on a plane that's been hijacked. I'm on the plane. I'm calling from the plane. I want to tell you I love you. Please tell my children that I love them very much. And I'm so sorry, babe. I hope to be able to see your face again, baby. I love you. Bye. In a country that most people would struggle to find on a map, in a compound that few possess the courage to enter, men from my previous life took the fight to our enemy. In that compound, they found men that pray five times a day for your destruction. Those men don't care about your religious beliefs. They don't care about your political opinions. They don't care if you sit on the left or the right, liberal or conservative, pacifist or warrior. They don't care how much you believe in diversity, equality, or freedom of speech. They don't care. I'm sorry you've never smelled the breath of a man who wants to kill you. I'm sorry you've never felt the alarm bells ringing in your body, the combination of fear and adrenaline as you move towards the fight instead of running from it. I'm sorry you've never heard someone cry out for help or cried out for help yourself, relying on the courage of others to bring you home. I'm sorry you've never tasted the salt from your own tears as you stand at flag-draped coffins burying men you were humbled to call your friends. I don't wish those experiences on you. But I do wish you had them. Most will never understand the sacrifice required to keep evil men like those from that distant compound away from our doorstep. But it would not hurt you to try and understand. It would not hurt you to take a moment to respect the sacrifices that others make on your behalf, whether they share your opinions or not. It would not hurt you to take a moment to think of the relentless drain on family, friends, and loved ones that are left behind. Sometimes for weeks, sometimes for months, sometimes for years, sometimes forever. Ideas are not protected by words. Paper and ink may outline the foundation and principles of this nation, but it is blood, only blood, that protects it. In that dusty compound, 
A man you have never met gave everything he had so that you have the freedom to think, speak, and act however you choose. He went there for all of us, whether you loved or hated what he stood for. He went there to preserve the opportunity and privilege to believe, to be, and to become what we want. You have the choice every day as to which category you want to be in, in which direction you want to move. You have that choice because the best among us, the best we ever had to offer, fought and bled and died for it. Don't ever forget that. And it never will be forgotten. How you doing, brother? I'm doing excellent. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, first, let me apologize to the audience. Uh, there was a mix-up on, on, on my side. Uh, I, I did uh, improper communications uh, with uh, my fellow Marino here. Um, and so there's, there's no guest tonight. <laughs> and I didn't give him a whole lot of time uh, to come up with the contingency. But with that being said, though, we are Marines. We, we can improvise, overcome, and adapt, baby. Hell yeah! Uh, is that how you is that how you guys say it on the West Coast? Improvise, overcome, and adapt. Well, we just say overcome and adapt. Man, y'all are ass backwards on the West Coast, bro. It's improvise, adapt, and overcome. Well, you you throw three words in there, and it's it shit gets complicated. More <laughs> more, more room for errors. Us grunts, we can't we can't figure that shit out. That's too many Actually, words. I said it backwards too. It's adapt and overcome. Yeah, it's got to be adapt first. Yeah, you don't overcome first. and then adapt. I mean, that would be kind <laughs> of counterintuitive. Adapt and overcome. Oh. Check that shit out. What's <laughs> up? All right. You didn't see it. You didn't see it. No, I had a an echo coming through. I I realized. Oh shit. Yeah. You're gonna, bro. Make, you're gonna make me go grab one. No, I want to work out after the show. I can't drink a beer right now. I'm drinking water. Oh, I, I, dude, I like bruised my ribs playing softball. I, I always get injured, man. I play too hard. I, I got to realize I'm 40 years old. It's time to slow down, but I bruised my ribs and it ruined my gym routine. I've been back in the gym for like a month and a half now, and I can't even like sleep on my left side. It hurts so bad. I think I, I think I broke uh -huh. something. Uh, if, if you broke it, you'd be in a shitload of pain. It's, you probably bruised the hell out of it. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's a, and that sucks <laughs> yeah yeah well you know how shit goes but all right yeah so yeah we gave you a little insider baseball <laughs> I, I call alpha on my way home because tonight every fourth thursday of the month i do a uh i have my nonprofit dinner so i was at that i'm driving home and i'm uh you know get back in the chat i'm like okay so uh you know i did some some research on our guest and everything i'm all ready to go he's like you never confirmed and i'm like dude if I, if I don't say anything back when you said you, you've got somebody so anyways we're we're gonna wing it tonight but that's okay because there's a shitload going on uh that we can talk about and i'm curious to get uh your perspective on some of it and and one of the things that we gotta absolutely well let's start out let's start out with your uh little shindig that you got on 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 x if you want to pull that up let me grab um, it right now yeah, and give somebody, give them some, uh, some over, uh, not oversight, but context. 
to what we're so, about to hear. So uh, a buddy um, sends me uh, a screenshot of a conversation between uh, an officer uh, talking about uh, other officers, Mustangs uh, specifically. And when I read it, I was like, no, uh, there's no officer that's just officers say some stupid shit, but they're not saying this stupid shit. I said, I'm actually going to legitimately look up this account and I'm going to search for this because I, I think that this is like Photoshopped. <laughs> like it, it was, it was that stupid. It was that stupid. So I go, I look up the account, I search through it and lo and behold, it was a legitimate response. And I was just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. All right, before yeah. hold on, bef bef before you pull it up, we have to explain to people who might not know what a Mustang is. Okay, so in, you have your officers, um, you know, the brass, the shiny stuff that's on their on their shoulders. They go straight into the military. You know, they have their four year degree or something more, and they become officers. They go through the officer program, all that good stuff. But then you have enlisted. So these were guys that you know they 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 wore the the, the dark mat. Uh, stuff on, on their uniform and then they go from being enlisted to becoming officers so someone who was you know a rank and file guy that became an officer there's a, a term that we call mustangs so when you hear of a mustang or an officer presents themselves as a mustang that's somebody who knows what it's like to be enlisted and they have a massive amount of respect from the enlisted personnel because it's not like other officers where it's like you don't know. You you haven't been through us. You, you know the rules and, and the strategies and what you've been taught, but you don't know the practical application in the trenches with an e-tool like we do. But Mustangs do. So there's this very high level of respect that enlisted have for Mustangs. And it's because they share that same it's not it's not respect. Well, it is respect, but it's an empathetic empathetic respect. They understand where we've been where we're at because they've been there too a lot of these guys and so you have a certain like yes like may 60 said like warrant officers same thing so yeah warrant officer is is like the middleman between a, a an enlisted serviceman and, and an officer warrant officers are enlisted that you know put in a warrant package and become warrant officers there's five separate ranks for them and uh they're they're below officers but above enlisted like we salute them you know we don't uh it, man we're given like a whole bunch of military like like uh customs and and procedures what would you call them courtesies and customs courtesies. and courtesies courtesies definitely courtesies yeah so enlisted salute officers and warrant officers uh you know and call them sir ma'am that kind of thing and so yeah you do have this certain level of of respect that is elevated above a typical officer when you have somebody that served in an enlisted facet you know prior to a listed enlisted position prior to all right go ahead pull it up man all right so I'll, i will read my response and then i'll pull up the actual tweet so this is uh what i put uh, but just when i thought i heard everything stupid thought that the brass could conjure up there's this no wonder i respected mustangs more than any other officer the entitlement of these straight brass clowns, not all of them, sound, uh, sounds just like the crying on social media when Elon gave everyone a check that bought one. We're all the same now. No, we're not. Now you have to rely on your character and your work, not the shiny thing on your collar or the blue check next to your name. This dude's a clown, and I tagged Ken because I was pretty pissed, and I wanted to get his thoughts 
on what this guy wrote. So here's the guy's tweet. This is what's this is what triggered Alpha, made Alpha act like a liberal uh, in public. Uh, comes from Ivan Snook. Uh, the military should stop giving commissions to any enlisted. Mustangs erode the esteem, legitimacy, and the distinct culture of the officer corps, like merchants marrying into aristocracy. And you can correct that if I say aristocracy. Or aristocracy. Thank <laughs> you. That's why I'm not. That's why I'm not a Mustang. Nevertheless, we're intent on lowering the standards and reducing military service to being, quote, just a job, ASAP. So, dude, that is the most smug bullshit. Like that guy needs to get off his fucking high horse, man. Like, what kind of? Uh, yeah, man. Wow. Well, 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 I was curious, like, what got him to make that response? So he's responding to this guy, Happy Captain, uh, at EOD Happy Captain. So I'm assuming he's an officer, if you trust the, the handle. And he puts, we put up a lot of barriers in the Army that prevent good soldiers from making the transition to being an officer. If a medical provider who works for the Army and is able to make decisions on the Army's behalf says a soldier is fit for service and commissioning, then the soldier should be able to commission. And that's what inspired uh, our Ivan Snook uh, to make the response that he did. And it says, I mean, go ahead. I mean, you know, it pissed me off, but I'm curious to your thoughts on what this <laughs> this guy said. Did, Probably this a guy, bar too. He comes off like an entitled piece of shit, man. Like, like I would never want to follow somebody that's like, oh, I am better than you because you're enlisted. And no matter what you do, no matter what you've been through, you go and put in, you can't become an officer. Even if you're enlisted first, you can't just become an officer because you want to go through OCS, officer candidate school and become an officer. You still have to have a four-year degree, which is absurd to me because I mean, I'm smarter. I was smarter than a lot of the officers, uh, you know, that I served under. I, my ASVAP was like a 146 with a 98 percentile. And, you know, I was... It, that, 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 is, that is condescending as all hell, man. That, that's the part that pissed me off, Can because I'm like, for a Mustang to be a Mustang, you didn't lower the standard. Right, exactly. In he fact, a, more. Uh, exactly. He had to accomplish everything you did, except he did it with history and experience. Like, right. how in the world? How in the... It, it's... You know, for the medical field, you know, because, you know, the missus is in the medical field. You know, she she's a CNA. You know, they're one of the hardest, if not the hardest working, you know, in the medical staff. They do all the nasty jobs nobody else wants to do. They also get paid the lowest. And then from there, they continue their education and, you know, can become an LVN or can and then become an RN. Like you work your way through the ranks. It'd be like a, a, an RN saying uh, we should never allow LVNs and CNAs to, to become nurses. Why not? Right. They, they they not only have the the taught um, uh, education and, and degrees to go with it, but they also have the understanding of what it looks like, the practical application of these things that are just examples and 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 figures in the books you read. Like you would want that kind of experience. And to bring it back to to the military, imagine saying that a, a, a Mustang. Someone who understands the, the thought process of enlisted. If you were never an enlisted, I don't care how many books you read. You still don't have a full comprehension of the way the brain housing group works for enlisted. The, the same way an enlisted 
no matter how many books we read, we'll never understand the, the, the brain housing group of an officer. Unless you do it, you just don't know. And now you have a Mustang who has the ability, understandings of both world, both worlds to encompass all those teachings, but do his leadership through a process that he knows actually works. And, and you're going to say that that hinders or, or that, you know, degrades the, the officers like this is kind of dude that it's worth getting page 11 for, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I think, um, and we, we got to jump into our first sponsor here, but real quick, I, I, I think that, you know, this, the CNA to, to RN, um, makes sense for you because you know you know the 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 situation personally i think for for the general listeners maybe com a comparison of like a doctor to a nurse you know just kind of broad spectrum like that you know doctors typically go in they 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 essentially tell the nurse what to do they 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 treat they diagnose the patient tell the patient this is what we what you need this is what we think you got you know they do the the quote unquote science behind it while the nurse is the one administering the the medications administering the procedure uh well not maybe not procedure but doing the kind of the grunt work so to speak and it's very similar to the military you have your officer that essentially tells you what to do and you know tells you this is the this is the mission plan this is the battle and everything else and then the grunts, in our case, us, the, the O3s, we, we, we kind of lead the way on that. So, yeah, man, like this, this really, I know people are probably listening in the chat, like, why are these guys even so concerned about this? Because it's, it's really condescending. I mean, it's, it's um, the, the, the enlisted do all the work. Literally, they do all the work. And to tell them not to say, you know, you should have a free ride to be an officer to the blue side, as we call it. Um, but but uh to tell them like that you can't it's just absurd man that's that that's uh, you, you have righteous anger on that man and i agree with everything you said but then the other concern is like i said i i it was it was so absurd to me that i had to go and literally make sure that it was real and then once mm -hmm. i found out it was real the concern once the anger kind of subsides and you start to really break it down and think you know logically into this then it's like is this the kind of brass that they're making in this woke military? It's a good point. You know, is this not an isolated type of thought process here? Because if it's, if this is not an, if this incident isn't isolated, then holy shit, am I concerned? Yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I mean, I can't for the life of me believe that we would ever talk with even an, a, an officer right now in the military that would have that would share that that condescending uh position on that that just seems absurd to me man yeah it's it's wild and yeah he has the picture of the of the wave up um he did have his when the, the original picture or screenshot was sent to me it showed his picture and he looks like a he looks like a pencil neck man it's like he probably had uh, to take it down what's what's the engagement on that pull it back up real quick it is 1.4 million views Ooh. Dude's probably getting wrecked in the comments. Just just browse through them for a second, then we'll jump into our sponsor here. You know, I'm down with it. Let's see. Uh, 82 hearts, 1.4K in the comments. Uh, they don't give away commissions. They are earned. You might want to rethink this. Weird <laughs> hill to die on, but at least you're dead. <laughs> uh, Lieutenant Colonel puts, damn, I hate to say it, really do, but this is the most privileged response I've heard in my life. Uh, Grand Admiral Propaganda did a meme. <laughs> what the? 
uh, came back with delete this, mijo. <laughs> Andrew Jumullins, uh surprised to see you're not <laughs> surprised to not see your pronouns and a Ukraine flag in your bio douchebag. <laughs> Say what? Uh, AI, you are exactly what is wrong with the half of the officer corps I served under in a lot of academy and ROTC products that were not good leaders, but I wouldn't say that about a single Mustang I served under. And he, and so Mr. Smug Snook responds, I got out as a corporal. I don't know. I keep seeing tweets saying I was an officer or that I'm wealthy. I'm from the working class. I, I call BS on that. I do too. Um, there, there was some stuff in there, uh, and I want to say that there was even a picture of a uniform where there was brass on there. So he, he might try to be doing some career um, preservation here. Uh, Travis, about the town, over 200 years ago, Napoleon recognized a lack of upward mobility from the enlisted ranks was a dumb, antiquated custom. In fact, one of his favorite field marshals, Michael Ney, started as a lowly trooper. Military customs of the Axian regime do not need a resurrection, my guy. And then, Damn. of course, Smug Snook responds. And how did things pan out for Napoleon? What a dumbass. God, this guy. Uh, here wow. we go. Uh, <laughs> I am a retired Marine Corps Master Gunnery Sergeant. I served 23 years and 12 more after that as a civilian supporting the USMC. There's no question that Mustangs make good officers. We have plenty of combat experience that proves it, and that's why the program remains. I, you know, I'm happy to see I ain't the only one that this fucking dude pissed off, man. Bro, I think you if you if you agreed with him, you would be the only one. <laughs> and then he responds, he responds, oh my gosh, this guy don't give up. What is the effect on the officer corps as a whole when, as it current as is currently the case, you have many, if not most, enlisted openly saying the only officers I will respect are Mustangs. Now we get, now, here's, here's why he did the tweet, bro. This is the truth. It's the jealousy and envy that no matter what I do, and this is, I'm not saying he's right on this, but this is his mentality. No matter what I do, these guys are always going to respect him more. It ain't got nothing to do with the fact that he's just a Mustang. It has to do with everything that you just can't give the leadership. And, and, and guys, God, man, got, I'm fired up. Got fired up again, man. <laughs> it so. sounds like he's, it sounds like he is an officer. He got passed up for promotion by a Mustang that took the spot over him. He's probably like a first lieutenant that got passed up on a captain's promotion or something. Mm -hmm. And, and he's butthurt about it now. Maybe it was a meritorious promotion and some Mustang had a combat action ribbon or something. Cause he's probably been in 12 years and was actually in when the wars were going on and not, you know, I, that blows my mind, man. Like I, I see people now, like, you know, pictures like when the Marine Corps ball comes around and you see all these privates and Lance corporals and corporals and sergeants and they've got like two or three ribbons. And it's like, bro, really? You know, like I had three rows when I was in and I was just a, I was just a corporal, yep. you know, while I was still in. And I had I had three rows with one on the top, you know, and uh, yeah, ribbon, ribbon envy, man, ribbon envy. So it is. Check out this guy. This guy's in 06. Uh, Jonathan P. Brazzy. I retired to Marine 06. I was not a Mustang. In the Corps, Mustangs were always respected because they already proven themselves. Amen. I've seen, yep. I've seen many lieutenants wash out because they just weren't the right fit for the Corps. I never saw a Mustang lieutenant wash out. Boom. Oh, no, we, got, we got no quit, dude. Boom, bro. 
we we can end it on that comment right there because that 06 this fucking mic dropped on that guy's ass as a matter of fact here let me we haven't used this in forever and it didn't apply for this but it's worth it Oh, uh, that's what it was for. I was like, <laughs> Rumble Rants. All uh, right, let's go ahead and jump into our first sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, we constantly talk about health and different ways to help and get many questions about ivermectin and where you can get it. And that's why we've partnered with EasyRx. They have a huge selection of meds at badlandsmedia.tv slash EasyRx. Or you can click the link in the description box below and use promo code BADLANDS to save 10% off your order for, of $150 or more. EasyRx not only has a huge selection, but they also quality assurance, big savings, and fast shipping. If you're looking for ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, fenbendazole, then head over that way today. Don't forget about fenbendazole. They've tested fenbendazole on worms and parasites that can live inside of us without obvious signs. It can lead to complications from bowel obstruction to loss of appetite, loss of weight, anemia, lung infection, and liver congestion. The fenbendazole seems to have different qualities in that some people have stated it helped them in that area with the cancer. Here's a clip to remind us of what happened when people take fenbendazole. In my own research that once you have wide metastasis, small cell lung cancer, you're literally a goner. The 0% chance of survival at three to six months of life expectancy, and I was basically told to go home and get my affairs in order and think about hospice. And the next day, I got a call from a large animal veterinarian in western Oklahoma who's a college friend and family friend. And he told me this crazy story about a scientist at Merck on the veterinary side who has been doing cancer research on mice, and she had hundreds of mice that she'd implanted cancers in all their body parts, brain, stomach, liver, pancreas, etc. And her mouse population came down with intestinal parasites. And so she had no choice but to save her research. She gave her all of her mice fenbendazole. If you went out to any zoo in the world, they bring in fenbendazole truckload, front-end loader, head-high piles in bays because they give that drug to every single animal in the animal kingdom. And one of the oldest and safest drugs around, right? It's been around for 40 years. All right, badlandsmedia.tv slash EZRX, and uh, we appreciate that. And uh, guys, get those fenbendazole and uh, is that how you say it, fenbendazole? That's I how I would say it. Right? Yeah, no, I just probably butchered and you have to come save me. <laughs> ivermectin. I, I hear a, I hear a lot of people now talking about ivermectin and cancer. Now I'm not a doctor, so this is just what I hear. But a lot of people lately have been talking about treating cancer with ivermectin. And look, I don't know if it works or not, but uh, I have a good friend uh, in the movement right now that is doing that, and um, he was just diagnosed with cancer recently, and he's been trying to use that uh he's got rick simpson oil and some of these other things and uh it's he's he's looking pretty good right now um so if you guys what, know, i heard a story too can um you know there, there was a, they had a family member and they were trying to get him ivermectin and this this is back in the height of when the hospitals were just pretty much concentration camps and so finally you know they didn't let one relative in so another relative went in there and they said hey at least for bonding can we just at least brush his teeth? And they allowed that. So what they actually did was cut the bottom of the toothpaste, filled it with the, the quote-unquote horse paste ivermectin, and just by brushing the teeth. When the family was being told, same thing like you heard in, this, in that previous article, you know, prepare for the worst, get your affairs in order, within a few days was already up and ready to be taken back home, full recovery. 
Where was this in? I'm trying. I'm trying to remember if it was a space. No, oh no, I don't think it was Texas. Okay. Um, it could have been. Don't don't quote me on that, but I don't think it was Texas. Because I I wrote a story for Gateway Pundit. Uh, you know, at the height of all this COVID stuff, and it was about a uh, a, de- a sheriff's deputy in Texas that was in the same boat. He was on he was on a ventilator. And um, the doctors uh, would not give him ivermectin, even though he was like begging for it or his family was he he couldn't talk. And um, they they sued because they got a do- another doctor outside of their that network to write a script for it. And they sued um, to, to allow him to get the ivermectin. And the judge said, yes, we're going to I'm going to allow it. You know, the, this this doctor said, yes, so we're, we're going to you have to give it to him. The hospital locked the room to his hospital room. Locked That's the door. kidnapping, bro. False imprisonment. They locked. Well, they locked him out. I don't know if they locked the door. They wouldn't let the family in. They turned around immediately and filed an appeal. Okay, in 24 hours, they had an appeal in, and they and they they continued to fight this. And so, what the family did is uh, much like you said there. They took the ivermectin. Uh, a hand cream like a, a, a lotion or you know that goes on the skin and they went in and they just started giving it to him like that you know they the doctors didn't know or anything like that made a full recovery made a full recovery went from you know get your affair in fair affairs in order you know be prepared for for the worst you know less than a five percent chance to a full recovery and uh you know it's just it's it's remarkable i i just i, I hear that and it pisses me off to no end to think that they filed a an appeal man here's what i don't get it's the the worst thing i think the worst side effect you get from from ivermectin is after prolonged use uh i think you get a little constipated <laughs> i think that's like the worst damn side effect it, medical professionals that have the 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 expertise and know better you're gonna tell me you got what are you if somebody's dying what do they got to lose I mean, right to try, right? That was Trump's big thing, you know. And, and here's the thing: even if a, even, let's just say I'm a doctor, right? I'm gonna put on my doctor hat here, and I know in my heart that shit ain't gonna work, but it's gonna bring you some hope and peace. Then fucking let it fly. Yep. It would have brought down the whole complex, though, if they, if they allowed that to happen. Well, yeah, because there's no money in a cure. All right. Well, so you got Alpha. You got your tweet that enraged you. And I'm going to play mine that just made me laugh my ass off. I don't know if you guys have seen this tweet floating around, but this tweet is from Roman Sharamata with his little Ukraine flag in the profile picture. According to Trump, Russia defeated Hitler, question mark. The ignorance and stupidity of this man has no bounds. Let's play the clip. You're really up against a war machine in Russia. Russia, what they do, they defeated Hitler, they defeated Napoleon. You know, they're a war machine. I, this, I, I, he got annihilated in the chat, bro. Like I, I do, this guy's a professor at a university. Like he's a he, he, economics granted, but that means that he went to college. You know, he might have a PhD. Uh, let me pull him back up here. He's a, he's a Ukrainian American economist, professor at CWRU, founding rector at AUK, TEDx speaker. 
poets and quants, 40 under 40, Forbes top economic thinker. And he doesn't understand that the Red Army, I, I mean, they, they were paramount in defeating Hitler. Like the, the, the Eastern Front, we, we, we don't learn as much about the Eastern Front as we do, you know, Normandy and, and, and you know, all the stuff that we learned about in, in the UK and the, the bombing runs and the push to Berlin and through France. We don't learn quite as much about what went on on the Eastern Front in Stalingrad and, you know, the, the, the race to Berlin, um, you know, the, the, the Red Army breaking up three or four times, I believe, it, during now, the war. Now, this is I'm making an assumption here, but I think I'm making a pretty accurate one. This is somebody who was, you know, thinking, using their heart and emotions for their brain and associated Nazis with Putin more than likely, and then probably associated Hitler with being on the, in the wrong country based off of what he's hearing on mainstream media and didn't realize where the Nazis and where Hitler were really from. And uh, what, what was the ratio like? Uh, let's see. Hold on. Let me pull it back up. Uh, let's see. Well, actually, he's got 10.9 million views. So uh, let's let's refresh because I think there is a community note on this now. Yep, there is. Oh, wait. <laughs> no, there's not. Where'd it go? It, you just saw it and where'd it I go? Click on the actual tweet. Maybe it'll pop up if you click on there. Oh, that I is am, the actual tweet. I am on the actual tweet. Okay, there it is. Oh, if, there it is. If, that's weird. If I click on the actual tweet. Okay, there it is. It says, along with the other allied nations, Soviet Russia played a pivotal role in the downfall of Germany during World War II. America even ran the Lend-Lease program through which Soviet Russia was assisted by the U.S. to help them keep fighting against the Nazis. Uh, 11.9 million views. Uh, he's got 31,000 comments, 11,000 likes, 6.1 thousand 6 retweets. And it doesn't say quite 31,000 to 11,000. He got ratioed pretty hard, man. Yeah, There's yeah. absolutely nobody that agrees with him here. I'm not about deleting tweets, but if I did that one, I'm going to delete the tweet, burn the account, change my name. Ghost said you're a complete retard and should refrain from public commentary until you can stop being retarded. Yes, the Soviets captured Berlin in 1945. Read a book. <laughs> Joe Pags ch chimed in. Who's going to tell him? Oh, this is pretty epic, man. Some of the some of the <laughs> cat turd. <laughs> Dude, that's an epic meme from cat turd right there. The Red Army was the main engine in Nazism's destruction on Google. Oh man, that's painful. So, anyways, that's that's my my uh my upsetting tweet. Not upsetting. It's just hilarious. It's hilarious. That's a college professor, folks. That's the people. That's the guy that's teaching your kids right now. Our kids at CWRU. Which what does CWRU even stand for? I didn't look it up. And now I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious too now. Uh, let's let's do this in real time. Case Western Reserve University, one of the nation's best. That's it. <laughs> it's a private research university in Cleveland, Ohio. It was established after Western Reserve University, which was founded in 1826. And all right, whatever, whatever. It's a, it's it's a, it's a communist propaganda machine. Although it's kind of funny, they're if it's a communist propaganda machine and it's not acknowledging the communist 
uh, efforts during World War II to overthrow the the Nazis. Uh, hopefully that university will take a look at their employee and realize that they're just not up to the standard of teaching and, and make the appropriate adjustments uh, to that. Uh, am I saying take the guy's career away from him? I'm not saying it warrants that, but what I am saying is he should probably get educated uh, because if I'm paying that kind of tuition, I don't want to come in from someone that doesn't know who took out Hitler. Um, now, this is sit rep, Can You know, this, this is a, a military podcast. So even though this story itself isn't military, um, there is, uh, the, oh, we are in an information no. war. We are in an information war. Are you familiar with this lady? Yes, she blocked me. Yeah, I'm blocked too. Um, what I'm showing <sighs> you guys right here is, uh, this is Pam Hemphill. And uh, I interviewed her. Um, a very long time ago, over, over two years ago, um, I was one of the people that heard her. She's a January. She was a January sixer. I'm reevaluating the whole story here. She's actually impacted my vetting process uh, with some of the J sixers, unfortunately. But you know, once is once is enough to get the get rug pulled. Well, anyways, Pam Hemphill, uh, also known as MAGA Granny. Um, got a lot of notoriety because uh, Trump had retruth, you know, one of her, uh, one of her posts, all this other stuff. Well, she's gone to the dark side, you know, and different theories out there. Um, haven't seen any receipts on there, That's but a hundred percent. You know, you if you want to ask me what my personal opinion is. I, you know, I, I think 100% that she got bought off by the feds and that's why she's rug pulling. So you're probably saying, well, Alpha, why the hell are you bringing her up? Well, I was already pissed with her and actually was working on doing a show um, to to put her in the spotlight, you know, because my audience uh, donated a lot of money to this woman because, you know, what she, you know, went through and where she stood and because she wanted to ha get help. But all of a sudden, when the money ran out from the conservative side, at least the timing of it. All of a sudden, she's hanging out with the other side, and she becomes anti-Trump, anti-J Sixers. Says that all of us J Sixers are at fault. That it was an insurrection. That she was. It, it just lies after lies after lies. And all, literally, you can go watch my podcast, and you'll see where. I mean, you know this, Ken. I was a detective. You know, when I ask questions, there's a certain way I ask questions, and there's certain questions that I make sure are not leading questions, so I can get the authentic response from my guests and well i say all that to say this you guys have to be careful this woman's recently been going to trump rallies and she's whether she's being paid i don't know i would suspect that she is because she's investing the time to get to the front row which means that she's showing up very early and and going through the wait times and what she's doing is she's going to unsuspecting trumpers or people that support trump or maga or america first and asking them questions and then turning around and making these videos to exploit people, make fun of people, make people look stupid. Um, and, and some would even argue trying to get people to say something that maybe can be incriminating that all of a sudden she can send to the feds. So there are people right now that are working on trying to make sure that there's some way to prevent her from being able to get into these events because this is not a thing about freedom of speech. This is a nefarious actor. This is a person that's acting as an operative to hurt people in some form of fashion, whether it be through humility or whether it be through federal or local state charges. So um, 
like I said, this is this is a MAGA granny. This this post comes from uh, I am meme. Um, super cool lady does great memes, but th- this is this is this is her man. So I, I show this as as a warning to everybody. Gentlemen, uh, I don't know anything about him. Probably a good guy. Probably doesn't even realize um, who he's entertaining right there. But this is this is Pam Hempel, you guys, and just use caution with this lady and and make sure you warn friends and family that are going to these events that uh, this lady means harm. As a matter of fact, I was just informed today that one of, uh, you, you know, political savvy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, political savvy didn't recognize who this was. And at an event, I think today or yesterday, um, Pam Hempel actually victimized her on, on this video. So, you know, she's, she's, she, she, yep. She, she's this, this lady is acting at least, um, as a, as, as a solar operative, I, I would, I would suspect she's in concert with someone else. She, so I, I, you know, after she blocked me, I never paid much attention to her cause I think she's a lunatic. Um, I, you know, she lurks in all the Twitter spaces about J sixers and everything like that. She'll never have the balls to stand up and, and debate somebody or talk, have a discussion or anything. She just kind of lurks in there and she, she clearly doesn't know how to turn on anonymous viewing on her X space. Um, <laughs> Not that I've ever done that. I actually haven't done that, uh, but I know that you can do that. I I did it once. I did it once, but it was a friendly podcast. I just uh, X space. I just didn't want to get called up there. Um, and uh, she so so I, I started looking into her, and I, I thought it was really odd that she never got the obstruction of Congress charge. You know, I looked at all the charges that she got and she didn't get that one. And that's the big one that they were hitting all these people with that didn't do anything necessarily violent. And she also, I think, only served like like 30 days or 60 days, I think, or something like that. 60 um, days. Yeah, I, I, I'm it's my belief. It's my belief that she took a deal uh, and that she's being monitored and handled or controlled in some form or fashion. There's there's no other explanation. Anybody that was there uh and has two eyes and and a brain that's you know functioning above a, an iq level of like 60 uh understands that that was a fed surrection there's no doubt about it you know and i put my money where my mouth is man um this this she was working with the sedition hunters uh, right. a lot of the spaces she was co-hosting with them and i went into one of their spaces i know what they're about and i know what they try to do but i was like fuck this you know what i mean like she she's out she's straight out lying about things and <laughs> when I'm surprised they didn't kick me out, but I started confronting. It was a recorded space, so you know enough people got the sound bites that were needed from it. Um, but called her out on the carpet and things, you know. And you know, like I said, I'm uh, not about you know. And, and I know Ken's the same way. We're, we're we're not the drama people. We don't do the drama. But this is one of those things where this is a legitimate safety issue here. You know, yeah. the last thing I want to see is a, a, another American patriot get rounded up by the feds because you know that you know, the sweet little old lady coerced them and made them feel comfortable that they could probably say something maybe they didn't want or shouldn't have said. Exactly. Exactly. There's a difference between being, you know, just talking about drama gossip between entities and, uh, you know, personalities. And there's a difference between being mischievous and deliberately trying to disrupt people, not just disrupt people, but implicate them you know you're trying she's trying to you know get something on somebody and that that i I don't stand for that one way or the other whether you're a leftist or a rightist a rightist a rightist on the right whatever that matters so um, i'll roll with it (laughs) let's go ahead and uh and, and jump into our next sponsor here 
And uh, I'm excited about this sponsor, ladies and gentlemen. We've got Loaded Gun Coffee. Wake up to the bold flavors of Loaded Gun Coffee, where passion, precision, and patriotism infuse every sip. As a veteran-owned business, we ensure each cup of coffee is steeped in pride and unwavering commitment. Are their roasters handpick the finest coffee beans from around the world and have mastered unique brewing methods? The skilled team cultivate the co coffee to embody the essence of duty and honor in every meticulously crafted blend. But it's more than just coffee. It's a family enduring commitment to freedom. With, fam with military veterans tracing their legacy back to the Civil War, including Purple Heart recipients, Loaded Gun Coffee is, brewed, is a brewed testament of pride and honor. Dedicated to preserving the integrity and strength of our beloved nation, we proudly serve as a fierce advocate for a secure border and a strong America, and we stay loaded. Stay loaded, Badlanders, with Loaded Gun Coffee. Visit badlandsmedia.tv slash loaded and enter promo code BADLANDS for 10% off your order. That's badlandsmedia.tv slash loaded, promo code BADLANDS. And uh, Alpha, I don't know if you caught, and, and let's, just, let's just get this out there. I don't know if you caught DPH last night, but Kyle was talking about loaded coffee, and they, he was talking about how you have to grind whole beans. Do you grind whole beans or do you drink coffee that was already ground up? Uh, I grind my coffee, but I do have some coffee that's already grinded. Okay, but like when you do when you do your morning routine and you get your cup of Joe, you grind the beans yourself. Fresh. I grind the beans. I grind the beans myself, fresh. My man, I knew we got along, brother. <laughs> you, got can't, along. you can't compare the flavor. Now, like I said. I, I do have some K cups and stuff like that. You know, like, you know, you, you got to be fast, right? Um, you know, but I, I 120% prefer, and, and just for people that wonder, you can get grinders really cheap. And I, I think I paid maybe 20, 22 bucks for my grinder and I've had it for a few years. You know, it's, there's death, there's a difference. Now, here's something interesting that I do, and I only do it because my mom did it <laughs> and it seemed to work. But, you know, once I grind the coffee, uh, I have it in an airtight jar and I put it in the freezer. Hmm. You know, what, so what's the theory behind that? I, I'm thinking that it keeps it more fresh, but I, I don't know. I figured, you know, we probably have some coffee connoisseurs, you know, in the chat that can probably tell me you're just taking up room in the freezer. You don't have to, or people that are going to tell me, oh yeah, it's ab absolutely works because, you know, trust the science. EC in, in was here. EC was here. Says I keep my beans in the freezer, but that I think that's before they're. I think that's before they're ground up, though. Is that what you're saying? Is that you keep oh, the beans exactly. in the freezer? No, the the ground coffee I keep in the freezer. Somebody said it slows. Dang, you guys are going fast. I got hold on. I got to put on slow chat. Slow chat. I can keep up with this. Hold on. Enable slow chat. There we go. Where was it? Uh, Liberty, Liberty line says magic bullet grinds them fine. You guys got to remember, uh, what was the guy's name from um, uh, Black Hawk Down? The Ewan McGregor character, where he's like, not too fine, not too coarse, just right. If you grind it too fine, you burn the coffee. Well, the, the other thing, too, depending on what machine you had, and I learned this the hard way, if you grind it too fine, like I, I have one of those Keurigs, and there's, so little tip, because I, I really love coffee, guys, so I, I spend a stupid amount of time of researching some things. And if you're using the, the reusable K cups, right? You actually, you actually have to buy the filters. Well, you, I don't, I won't say you have to buy, 
but you're better off. They make little filters that go in those little reusable K cups because I was, I was like, why does my cure keep leaking water? This is the right size. It's an authentic one. And two problems, a, either you, you ground it too fine. So it makes the, it's actually harder for the water to make its way through. So it seeps out the top. That's one reason. And then the other reason is if you do grind it the, the right way, um, depending on what bean you're using, is the water still won't flow through it the way it needs to and it'll overflow. But anyways, it's not harming your machine. It's just a cleanup. But the other problem is you get sediment. When you don't use a filter and you use the reusable cups, you get sediment in the bottom of your coffee, which, I mean, it doesn't really bother me, <laughs> you know, a whole lot. But uh, if you're somebody that's trying to make it, you know, and be finesse about it, then, yeah, use the... The, the little filters and you can buy a, a shitload of them for a couple bucks. You know, they're super cheap. EC so. says coffee. It sends a rumble and it said ground coffee oxidizes quickly. Oxidized coffee is bitter coffee. Beans oxidize, but not as fast as a ground as ground. Freezing slow, uh, sh slows oxidation. Airtight is best, but hard to achieve. Also, Mohap. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I grind my coffee every single morning. I My routine is I wake up, you know, about 6 a.m. every single morning. I go downstairs. My dog, Johnny, follows me. Tango does not. Um, he, he follows me. We hang out downstairs while the coffee's brewing. I grind it fresh in the morning. It's free. It's airtight. And it's, you know, tin. Then I've, I grind it fresh, put it straight in. I know exactly how, how much to grind. There's a line on my grinder. And uh, so I, I never have to freeze it because I never have it left over. But I, I will tell you what I do do. And this is probably not the smartest thing to do, but whatever, whatever like little bit is left in my coffee pot. Uh, I, I, I just add water to that. Like I don't I, I'll rinse it out once in a while. But usually like if it's only like a 24 hour period, like morning to morning, I just I just fill it up with water and pour the water yeah. back in the machine. No, no I, I don't no. know if it's 24 hours, man, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the weekend, I I rinse it out. Like the week, the weekend, I rinse it out. Like three days is too much for the coffee to sit. But like, I don't know. That's just me. So I don't know. My wife yeah. makes uh, she takes all the leftover coffee and makes ice cubes out of it. So because she likes iced coffee, and so she she pours herself a cup and puts coffee ice cubes in it, and that way she doesn't water down the coffee. It's actually the, really good. The missus is like that too. She likes cold coffee. I'm not a cold coffee person, man. Like if somebody gives me one, I'm not gonna waste it. I just, it just, it's not, I don't, I'm not a fan of it. Here's the other thing. I drink coffee to relax myself before I go to bed. It actually helps really? me sleep. Yes. Coffee helps me sleep. Weirdo. So yeah, I was going to say, uh, so one more confession since we're talking coffee, um, you know, a little bougie. I, I now have uh, a special edition Keurig that froths my milk. <sighs> Oh, let me tell you, man, game changer, bro. Game changer. Okay, listen, judge me all you want in the chat. Listen, I will, I, I will, I will still slit your throat and skull fuck you. Don't, don't misunderstand. Don't, don't, don't underestimate Alpha. <laughs> right, kind of do, doing what he has to do. Doesn't mean I won't do some bougie coffee. All right, it's, it is a game. Well, Good. It, it is so good, man. It, here's the other thing. If you guys, my Achilles heel, you know, where the devil got me is was Starbucks. I do my best to avoid it, mm. but it just, I, I, you know, I, I like the lattes. I like the, you know, the cappuccinos, but there was some stuff that came out recently. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll protect Badlands and I won't do anything, but there was a certain coffee that was being talked about. 
And they were putting uh, chemicals that had nothing to do with flavor, had everything to do with addictiveness. Mm. And and this stuff is, it's poison. When, when you look it up and research it, it's poison. So I was just like, oh man, I can't be doing that to myself. So a couple of things, you know, uh, one, the, that special edition Keurig is not super expensive. You know, if Alpha can afford it, you guys can afford it. And it's, you, you froth your milk, you put your own flavors. You could do like your sugar-free stuff that you want. I'm telling you, the coffee I make tastes better than theirs. Like, I, I know there's a bias here, but, you know, you can even test it out with people. It really tastes good. And you know that it's there's a lack of chemicals and poisons that are in there. So it's, I know coffee is not healthy, but it's definitely healthier than, than that poison stuff. And it's, you know. Coffee is incredibly healthy. What's not, what's not healthy well, is, all the, is all the shit that we put in it, the creams yeah. and the, you know, yeah. like. If you're going to put cream in it, put real cream, not it not is. these oil-based coffee mates and these flavored shit. With no, high yeah, yeah that stuff's even bad. So here, here's here's my little recipe. This is what I do. I have a, an organic milk um, that's from you know the no you know free range cows and all that other stuff. Uh, it's a two percent one. Uh, I'm older, you guys, but I I put that milk in there. It froths it, puts it really good. Uh, I have a. Uh, a white chocolate vanilla one that's super low uh, on the sugar side of it. Uh, I put two tablespoons of that and that's it. Mix it up. I'll drizzle a little bit of caramel on top of the froth and, and that's the end of it. And it tastes delicious, bro. So, and, and, and here's the thing too, you're going to save money because if you look at the cost of whether it's your grounded coffee or the K cup, you're looking at only that, that to me, the coffee I make, I maybe a dollar 20, a dollar 15 versus what? You know, almost six bucks if you were to go to a fancy coffee house. Yep. Uh, NC Gal says, Alpha, I knew I loved you. I drink coffee at night to relax and I sleep like a baby. <laughs> Hoorah. That's what I'm talking I, about. I, I can't do it, man. I can't do it. Uh, we, we, let's, let's, let's jump into our last sponsor here because then we'll have some time. We can, we can take this show home because I got a really important thing. Like all seriousness, guys, we, we are improvising here because our guest, we had, a, we had a major miscommunication. So no, it's, it's not all on you. I didn't, I didn't say anything back, but I thought my silence was acceptance, but apparently not. Don't, don't use that men. Don't <laughs> use that. Silence is not acceptance. And so uh, we had a, we had a hiccup, so we're, we're winging it. But I do have something really important that I want to talk about, and uh, I want to get your take on it. But before we do that, uh, let's go ahead and jump into our last sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, Badlanders, it's time to rebel against the system. The powers that be don't want us healthy. They thrive on us being sick, overweight, and dependent. They've been manipulating our food, infusing it with chemicals that cripple our metabolism, making it almost impossible for us to burn fat and stay healthy. Enter the Patriot Trainer. With over 15 years of experience as a personal trainer and health science researcher, Dan Lyons created a course that's a weapon against the deceit of the elites. You'll learn the science behind the metabolism-destroying chemicals, how to avoid them, detoxify your body, and ultimately repair your metabolism. This Nutrition for Freedom course is a fortress of knowledge for those who've been labeled as science deniers. This course equips you with real, untainted science, preparing you for any debate about nutrition and weight loss. Take control and ignite the torch of health and independence. Visit badlandsmedia.tv slash TV slash trainer and enter promo code badlands for 20% off the Nutrition for Freedom course from the Patriot Trainer. Again, that's badlandsmedia.tv slash trainer and enter promo code badlands. All right. 
Alpha. Before we get too far away from it, if you guys have coffee recipes, uh, DM me if you follow me on X or email me. <laughs> I'm all about that, man. Share the secrets. I am a coffee, milk, cream, and uh, cream, a little bit of sugar, and mainly honey uh, to sweeten my coffee. And that's that's my everyday thing right there. And on Saturday mornings, I get my wife Dunkin' Donuts coffee because I love Dunkin' Donuts coffee. That's the only iced coffee I like is Dunkin' Donuts. But to your latte point, when I was in when I was in Georgia covering the uh, the Curling v. Raffensburger trial, every morning for like four days that I was there, I would get a latte from the the uh, the cafe downstairs, and that had the frothed milk on the top of it, and it was so freaking good, man. Dude, I want one right now. I would have to drink the whole cup. It was like 25 degrees outside and I had to walk to the courthouse because it was like a quarter of a mile. And so like I'm holding it with both hands like this. My Florida ass is freezing and I'm like. And then I get to the courtroom and they won't let you in the courtroom with it. So I had to throw away like half of it. But anyways. All right. So I want to get your take on this, man. We've got huge issue at the border, right? right. I mean, there's no denying that. Now we've got the, uh, and, and we've been talking about this a lot, but we haven't actually talked about it. We've got this new, uh, what, what is it called? The uh, Courage to Serve bill. You've seen this bill? Mm, tell me what it's about. The title doesn't ring a bell. Um, let, me, let me just pull this up real quick. So, uh, Oh, wait, these are the illegals. Yes. Are, yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with what you're talking about. So, you know, this has been a thing in the military for a while. But I don't know the details. I don't know. Maybe, maybe as 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 you know, Hispanic uh, Marine yourself. Do you know like what the details were on that? When we I, were in? I I don't. I actually, one of my buddies did it. Um, so did I, yeah, I, I won't say his name. Um, but there was a process, and I mean, he was already a few years into his contract. And he was still working on the process. So I know it was lengthy. Um, I don't remember all it entailed, but I, I do know that it was something that he had to address before he came in. And then, like I said, he was a few years into his contract and he was still, you know, working on getting his citizenship through it. Good, solid Marine, too. Fucking badass Marine. Yeah, we had a guy that was uh, same. He was I think he was from Ecuador and uh I love the guy to death. Absolutely love the guy. And, um, I, he was the same way he was, he was illegal and, um, you know, he was in the military in order to get, um, you know, to get, to get, uh, a citizenship. And so like, I don't know what the difference is between this bill here, but I, I've got a problem with this starting now. And t so tonight we had our veteran dinner and while we were sitting there, you know, I, I usually sit down with a, some guys that are politically aligned with me, to say the least, right? And, um, you know, they, they, they started talking about, like, what happens if this country continues on the, the track that it's on and 2025 doesn't go the direction that we're thinking that it's going to go and that we're going to hope it's going to go. You've got the narrative seating with the Obama movies, Leave the World Behind, and the Civil War movie coming out here pretty soon. And I, you know, I started thinking about it and I'm like, you know, you've got how many illegals in this country right now that are, uh, you know, basically living on the street. Right. And if somebody goes up to them and says, Hey, I've got a job for you. 
where you're going to make, uh, you know, two thousand dollars a month what i don't even know what a private gets right now but you know lance corporal whatever making whatever they're making it's enough to live you don't have to pay for housing you live in the barracks if you're married you can live off base and get bah basic allowance for housing you make enough money to survive as long as you're not extravagant and so if you go to somebody that's homeless and say not only are we going to give you a job where you make a, a livable wage all your expenses are taken care of full medical and at the end of the four years, you're going to be a U.S. citizen. I mean, they're going to take it. And I don't know. Jump in, man. I, I, I could go on. I could talk for the next 15 minutes. Like so, this. Uh, there, I have mixed emotions about this one, man. One, here's, here's the, the bad part of that. You're going to encourage more of an invasion. You know, right. th there's people sure. in some third world countries that are like, hell yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go do that shit. You know what I mean? S send me wherever. So you're, you're actually going to promote more illegals coming into this country. And I'm saying illegals. I, I hope everybody stops using the word immigrants. These aren't immigrants. These are illegals. The people coming into this country are criminals. Uh, don't start subscribing to the, to the verbiage. Yeah, call, call, call me racist. I've been called. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> but you know, when, if if it was something like if we were addressing an issue like DACA, you know, these people, you know, that have been in the country already, you know, years that they've been in this country and they've got no criminal record and they've got a family that's established here. Then, yes, that adds a lot of variables where you start getting into the ethical conversation of things because they still committed a crime. They're still committing a crime. And so if you tell me for people in that situation, hey. You, you commit to an eight-year contract or a 10-year contract. I think it has to be a lengthy contract, not, not just a regular contract, but you commit to an eight-year contract, a 10-year contract, and it, it's going to be in a field where we're going to teach you a not... Here's the other thing. Non-combat roles. If you're illegal, the only military job should be a non-combat role. So it could phone company... Your medical, just anything that's non-combat, because we don't know if people are coming over here for the wrong reasons to be trained. So why risk even training them? So you put them in these non-combat roles that when they're done with their contract, they have some type of skill set that they've learned because a lot of the people that come here illegally, they're coming here illegally because they don't really have a lot to offer. So they probably wouldn't pass, you know, the process anyway. So, you know, for the old stuff, I, I see that as one of those 50-50 solutions under a but that would also be under a presidency and, and a government that I trust. That doesn't exist right now. Right now, I don't I don't even entertain the thought because what what I really see the government doing this for is to arm, you know, to, or to create a new military that actually wouldn't have a problem using force against Americans. That that's what I see this regime really trying to pass this type of law for or or policy. And 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 that's dangerous. That's scary, man. That that's scary. Yeah, you have two polar opposite not polar opposites, but polar polarized uh circumstances here that we're dealing with. You have the US government that has the lowest recruitment numbers we've seen in forever, mainly because they drove people out of the military with the COVID. They terrified people. And then you have uh, you know, well, you have a lot of other opposites. You have a war that we're we need to start prepping for that you know, they keep telling us we need to prep for. I don't know that it's going to happen, but uh, I want to highlight where, where to go. Call, call sign Cujo 
said it best. He said, didn't the mercenaries in Rome start killing each other because of different beliefs? Yes. And that's the problem here. We're making mercenaries. We're not, we're, th these aren't patriots. These aren't people who grow up with a sense of honor for the United States and a sense of service uh, to their country because they understand, you know, the, the historical precedent of being involved in the service. These are people that you're saying, hey, you need a job. Hey, you need insurance. You want to be a U.S. citizen and stay here and have a future in this country. This is what you got to do. And granted, probably 70, 80 percent of them would be great people. But it's that 20 percent. And and look, you're going to see a lot of these people jumping into the, into the military before the 2025 election or 2024 election, 2025 uh, inauguration. And, you know, if something were to happen there, look at look at what happened in Ukraine. Remember, remember the Wagner group? Remember the Wagner group when they didn't get their way? And what did they do? They marched on Putin. Yep. Allegedly. Yeah, the same thing would happen here. What happens if they do steal the 2024 election? And we know that they stole it because Biden's polling and double di down double digits against Trump. And somebody today said, poll, uh, CanCon still believes in polling. No, I don't. I believe in the narrative that polling can create. Uh, and, and so, you know, what if you see by uh, Trump just wildly popular across the country and then somehow Joe Biden pulls it out, whether it's shutdowns, whether it's martial law and they just don't do an election, whatever it may be. And you'll have a faction of the U.S. military that says this is bullshit and won't do anything because they're, you know, they're military. They stay out of the politics in this country. But when factions start rising up and saying, you know, there's civil unrest or whatever, who are they going to send to quash it? They're going to send these these migrant platoons. They're going to send and and. Wait until we see what happens when they get in. Because what are you going to do as a commanding officer when you have a language barrier because you have Syrians over here, you have uh, Ecuadorians over here, you have Brazilians over here, you have uh, Ukrainians over here. Like you have like 10 different languages in your platoon now. And so I don't see how you don't divide them up into, uh, you know, pl platoons of like-minded individuals that speak similar language. This is going to be a shit show, man. Like well, I... The other thing too, man, is there's a difference. We know this, you know, and, and there's, there's probably some in the chat that knows this. There's a mindset of a willingness to die for your country because it's your country. That doesn't resonate with everybody that was just offered a job opportunity so they can get a ticket into a country. Now, granted, I also like, you know, like my buddy on town, you guys about, a phenomenal man, but we're, we're, we're comparing a different era right now. We're talking about this government offering it to people that when you ask them about America, they're putting up two middle fingers. Yep. You know, the, 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 this is not a spirit of the core. You know, the, this is, this is not patriotism. You know, the, the, it's like you said, it's mercenaries. You're, you're, you're hiring and training mercenaries. You know, it's, it's, it's dangerous, man. And here's the thing. I think our military is in a lot worse shape than we realize because, you know, like we learned from, you know, um, what was it Colonel Long, uh, Teresa Long? Yep. Um, I want to make sure I got our rank right. You know, we, we have a lot of injuries that people aren't even talking about, you know, because they don't want to be discharged. They, you know, they need this, this military career and these benefits. That's dangerous, man. You know, we're, we're, we're in a bad situation. Uh, it, it, 
Yeah, uh, Castoltz in the chat said, assimilate or get out. We're, this is beyond assimilation, though, because you're talking about a pressing situation where we have the potential of seeing armed conflict within the next... I mean, it, to be honest with you, we could see armed conflict anywhere from a week out from now to several years. You know, whether it's, you know, the Houthi rebels in the Red Sea, whether it's, uh, you know, a, a full-blown conflict between Hamas, Hezbollah, Israel and any of the other Wahhabist or, uh, sects in, in, in that region there, whether China invades Taiwan. I mean, and who knows? I mean, there's still, don't forget about, uh, what is it, uh, Venezuela and Guyana, you know, that, that, that are going toe-to-toe in South America. I mean, we literally have the, the chips falling in place for World War III right now in a, in, a, in a geopolitical, you know, kind of broad picture here. When you talk about somebody assimilating, I mean, Alpha, can you imagine if you had to go into combat with somebody who didn't speak English and, it, you know, if your secondary language is Spanish, that didn't speak Spanish either, spoke, you know, uh, Pashtun or Darcy or, uh, or Farsi, excuse me, or whatever language, just a language that you don't know. If they tried to learn English, you know, what happens when they fuck up a word that they think they're saying the right way and they're actually saying it wrong. You interpret it wrong, and boom, you get a whole platoon killed. I mean, yeah, that worry. But here's the other thing, man. You know, how much rest am I going to get? Because if if you know if I'm on a platoon, and you know you got three or four guys there that are you know you know the, the examples we're talking about, and they're on firewatch, am I really going to go to sleep? I don't trust. Nope. To be honest, I don't trust these guys, bro. Are they trying to sabotage? You'll have to have an American, a natural born American citizen on Firewatch with them just to make sure that, you know, that you something doesn't go. While you're sleeping. Right, exactly. I, I mean, look, it's again, the chances are is that most of these people would serve, you know, valiantly, val- valiantly. But it's that small per- possibility that you have saboteurs among them that, that just could be absolutely detrimental to the service here's the problem to those because i do agree there are some that probably would serve honorably however you don't think countries that are our adversaries that hate this country are not going to have people that come in and role play and then do sabotage and blue do blue and blue fighting you know put a frag grenade you know in in a lav you know or or, you know a, a troop tent or something like that and guess what the second they do that Eyes are on every person that meets that molding, which includes the good ones. And then all of a sudden you're, you're dealing with, you know, a prejudice slash racism within the military because of these small attacks of, of terrorism, which that alone, you just disrupted the military readiness just by doing that. And, and you impact the ones that did mean well, it, it's just, it, it's fucking dangerous, man. Yes. Now with this conversation going, you want to enter, you, you want to entertain some tinfoil hat for me for a second. Yep, we got about five minutes. All right, I'll, I'll make it quick. Um, you touched on it, you know, about the ways to divert. Here's the thing. When Trump gave his speech last week, he said something, and uh, he's always identified, you know, they're, they're going to steal, they're going to commit fraud. He's always told us that this election stuff is going to go on. But it, it's the first time that I've heard him when he says, we're going to stop them from stealing the election. I don't remember him ever using the words, we're going to stop it. He's always identified it. But never said he was going to stop it. So if you're one that believes that he has the ability to stop the sheep, cheat somehow, so that means so would the deep state, right? 
Well, what did what did Ukraine use as an excuse to postpone their elections? War, war, martial and, law, and the rest of the world didn't didn't no one complained about it. It was acceptance. What does acceptance translate into the realm of of legal precedence? So there's already a precedence in the global world leadership that a country can suspend its elections if there's some type of conflict going on. Now, what does this look like? Does it look like World War Three? Does it look like us being involved, whether it's Russia, Ukraine, uh, you know, China, Taiwan, you know, Israel, Gaza, Lebanon, all of them, or does it look like these people that have come across our southern border? Because here's the thing. If they were all just Mexicans, you know, it, it's something that we've seen. But the thing is, there's a lot of people coming across the border that look like every face in this country because we're so diverse. So you could have a lot of factions in this country that look like us that could all of a sudden start attacking our National Guard, start attacking our Border Patrol, start attacking our police, start attacking our government. And then who gets blamed for it? Let's just think back to January 6th. MAGA, America First, conservatives, then all of a sudden you have this, this fake narrative, this false flag where people are really getting hurt of a civil war taking place. Our government's able to suspend the elections, and then all of a sudden we're into 2025. And does that all of a sudden actually create a legitimate type of war in this country? Like, I know it's it's fringe, but people need to start thinking about this shit because if it's the case and if it's a logical possibility, what do we do to rug pull that so it doesn't happen? That's a great question. I I don't. I mean, that's not even conspiratorial to to think that Ukraine is kind of the test bed here. The martial law banning uh, certain religions, uh, banning the the opposition party. Uh, I mean, look what they're doing to MAGA Republicans. You know, um, I I don't know if you saw the uh, uh, Kate's uh, tweet today about the Q Delta. Did you see? Did you see what today's Q Delta was? I, I did see. I, I I retweeted it or reposted it for her. Yeah. The, something That's about the internet, right? There. Yeah, about the internet breaking. The internet infrastructure is under attack. The agency that oversees the online address books warns. And then Q posted tools of prevention online. That was you know what happened today with 911, right? What's that? You know what happened today with 911? Yeah. First net was down for a while. AT&T was down for, I mean, huge. AT&T's outage was huge. And AT&T, I believe, hosts FirstNet, right? It's, I mean, here's that. the thing is you have AT&T, you have FirstNet, you have these, these different companies that are out there, but they all fall under the umbrella of the Ericsson system. Right. And right. there's a guy on the internet, you know, Michael Corey. Um, you can guys go find him. He's, he's done some, some excellent work on that. But our 911 system is actually the, 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 the like, the electronic side of it, or the data side of it, is it's controlled by bad people. You guys, yep. Like Very. I mean, there's a there's a recipe for disaster in this country that people don't realize is happening right now. And the election infrastructure is on FirstNet now. What? Yeah, you didn't know that. That's that's one of the whole points of Michael Corey's work is that the election infrastructure now, because it's because it's deemed critical infrastructure, is on FirstNet. Yeah, dude, I had Michael Corey on my podcast uh, a while back. I got to get him back on, man. He's 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 a good fed. I know Bro, he is. He's, yeah, he he he's a he's he's definitely a white hat. 
He's definitely a white hat. <laughs> I joke with him because I've, I've interviewed him too, and I'm just like, I know you're an agent, bro. <laughs> He's a good guy. Yeah. But hey, so's can. So's can, you guys. You guys see the, the ghost back there and, you know, on his wall and on his banner, on his social media. I can 100% say I am definitely not a Fed. I smoke way too much weed to be a Fed. They don't allow that. I don't even have it. I, I might have it. And that's, a, that's another thing. And that's, this is a whole nother topic. <laughs> How many people are CHSs that don't even know they're CHSs? Yep. You know, they're, they're being handled and they don't know that they're being handled. And I just want to go on the record. I didn't say, Con, I didn't say Ken was a fed. Yes, you I did. An, I said, he's an operative. Oh, I thought you said, a, no, I thought you said a You're fed. an agent. An, a, an agent, a an operative. No, not a fed. Uh, Michael let's, Corey. Let's check, Michael let's Corey check the live. Let's check the live. I didn't say Ken was a fed. He's definitely a white hat. <laughs> I joke with him because I've, I've interviewed him too. And I'm just like, I know you're an agent, bro. He's a good guy. <laughs> but hey. so's, so's, so's can. So's can, you guys. You, guys. you called me an agent. You Let said, I know, he's an, yeah. full content. I know he's an agent. So is can. So the, I'm, I'm assuming agent is a fed. You, you, you cut it off because I want to say I said operative or something, something that, that continued on. But. <laughs> Back there and you know on his wall hold on are you talking I, i'm so confused right now <laughs> okay shh you okay. talking and on his banner on his social media i can one <laughs> i know Bro, he is. He's, yeah he, he he's a he's he's definitely a white hat he's definitely a white hat <laughs> i joke with him because i've, I've interviewed him too and i'm just like <laughs> i know you're an agent bro so's can so's can you guys you guys see the the ghosts back there and you know on his wall and on his banner on his social media it's, i know. can 100 so yeah you never called me an operative you said i'm an agent <laughs> well we you know that I said the ghost on the wall, so you know I'm saying uh, not an agent, but uh, definitely a psychological operative, which is okay, you know. There's there's good feds out there. I'm not, dude. I'm a, I'm a straight up grunt. I'll show you my DD two fourteen. I was never Intel or anything like that. I'm 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 straight up just a just a citizen, bro. But there are good feds. We need to understand that. We need to thoroughly understand that that there are good people in these positions but if i was an operative i wouldn't tell anybody on a live podcast that i was an operative you are definitely not an operative you are going not. through hell and back uh so yeah 100 percent not an operative an op <laughs> i'm in character <laughs> uh speaking of something i want to bring it up real quick i i know we're against the the clock here but there's uh my co-host thinks i'm a fed <laughs> uh, I, I came across this today and uh, it's military support. It's at military C O O O I corporal Todd lost two legs and an arm in Afghanistan. And that won't stop him from being an all American badass. I know we find hard days. We, we find ourselves in, in situations that are rough. Our health may not be the way we want it to be. Maybe we gain some weight. Maybe we're going through a divorce. Maybe we're having a hard time with kids. You know, maybe, you know, we're getting no's and job applications. Life can really suck sometimes. But this man right here lost both his legs and an arm. And the dude's wearing a mask. Uh, maybe it looks like he probably has a ruck on or something like that as, as well. And, and, he's, and he's doing uh, a, an obstacle course. Like, like, like fucking moto, man. I'm sorry. Uh, not me or probably most of the people in the chat right now 
don't have the struggles that this man's facing. And the dude ain't crying about it. The, the dude's a, he's fucking. Well, he goat. might be. We just can't see his face. <laughs> well, if he's crying, it's probably because of that shit hurts, man. But I mean, it's just, I mean, th- th- this is, this is, this is what a warrior is, man. It just, the guy's like, I'm just going to keep fighting until there's not a breath left in my body. And, you know, his actions are a testament to that. And I just wanted to share that with everybody is, you know, if you, you know, give yourself five minutes to, to, Woe me about something and then get back in the fight. Right now, this country needs every patriot in the fight. Amen. All right, let's hit these last two couple rumble rants. We got NC Gal. We got EC was here. Rochelle says today's cell phone issues were mainly AT&T from many reports. Was it reported AT&T linked somehow to the electronic voting systems? Didn't the solar winds hack happen around this time in 2020? Uh, the expose on solar winds happened around this time in 2020. I think the actual. Uh, no, no, I think she's right. I think it started in February of 2020. I keep confusing 2020 with 2021. I I, I think I, th- I think Rochelle is right on that. Uh, I'd have to double check, but uh, yes, AT and T. Uh, that's that's a key right there. That's a key right there. FirstNet, AT and T, December 25th, Nashville, William Kennard. A lot of lot of missing, a lot of connections that need to be made between. You got to I got to interrupt. Um, hey, Hastenots or Hasten Notes. Um, put this in the, in our, in our comments, alpha, I flew home from the Bahamas last Saturday and my ticket had the four S's. I was frisked. They swabbed my hands and all my items. I was freaked out. Um, you're, you, you are on the highest level of, uh, the flight, the, the, the flight data before you hit the actual no fly. Um, damn, I can't think right now what it's called. Um, terrorist, you're, you're on the no fly list. The, well, you're one step below the no-fly list. Yep. You have you, every time you fly now, you will have marshals following you throughout the airport. You will have federal agents following you throughout the airport. They regard you as on the same level as uh, suspected Al Qaeda terrorists. So, just not, about that. so not to scare you, but this is what I would suggest: uh, a um, start looking for an attorney that you trust um, and and that you can start working things out with. Because you're on the list for a reason. Um, and obviously, we don't have enough time in the show to figure out why. But like I said, you want to start researching attorneys. And the other thing is, is contact the FBI's office and 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 do a FOIA to see if there's any type of information on you or like start working on it. Because it, well, I don't want to call them and start something. If you if you got a 4S, something already started. There's already something there. Now, what you need to do is start working at what's going on. You know, so and, and reach out to me. You know, we, we can speak at length in person and, and and I can do my best to kind of give you information, bring a little bit of peace in your heart, because I know what that feels like. And I know all the questions you probably have. Or if you really want to be hilarious, print up a shirt that on the back says like four S's and then be like, hi, marshals or, you know, just like troll them. They're not. I mean, they don't stop you from flying. It's just every time you fly now, you have to go through these enhanced security screenings. Uh, like I said, either a TSA agent, a plainclothes uh, federal agent is going to follow you through the airport. You probably won't see them unless you have, you know, a little bit of training in 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 uh, counter counter um, surveillance. You probably won't see them, but they're there. They're following you, and I, I don't know if they fly with with you or not. I don't, I I, I, I don't, I don't know if they do that, but they also check your luggage and they leave a paper in your luggage saying that your luggage was, 
was part of the random check. So that this, since you know, cause they're always going to call it a random audit. So this is what you do when you pack your luggage, put a Snickers right on top with a note that says my random audit is probably tiring you. Here's a snack. It's your way of telling them. Yeah. I don't know. I know it's not random. You asshole. So you can have some fun. I, uh, I, I had a listener send me a video of them getting uh, forest uh, at the airport one day. She is a retired firefighter and Marine, and her husband is a retired Marine and a current, current Veterans Affairs police officer. And they got four S's. The guy can literally carry a gun on the plane if he has permission from his superior. As a federal law enforcement officer, he can carry a gun on the plane. And they got four S's. All right. Um, it's insane, bro. This is the most wildest shit. Like people that were at a protest at the Capitol are being labeled the same people on the same level as people that, you know, want to hijack a plane and 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 like it's insane. Gum Gum says exactly to all you've been saying, thank you. And I'm assuming that started uh right around the same time with the uh the courage to serve act. And um yeah, that that's that's a little bit worrisome, man. But anyways. Um, I think that's it. Well, bro, we pulled it off, man. We had miscommunication, but we literally guys, when I tell you that three minutes before this show, we did not know what we were going to do. That's not an exaggeration. Like we, I was ready to talk about operation Gladio and I was ready to go into some, some wormholes, by the way, uh, Ian Carroll's, uh, thing about Chiquita banana is is fascinating it's it's uh you know it's essentially why we call it banana republics but uh have you seen that i have not oh bro look up ian carroll on uh on x uh and um watch his it's like seven minutes long his video about um uh chiquita banana and the the terrorist acts they committed against this country and many others so man i am curious about that but just so you know so we have an old timer veteran that's coming next week and then the Thursday after that, I'll have Colonel Towner on her. I'll, I'll schedule her with us. So that, that'll be the schedule the next two Thursdays. Ooh, the old timers. Uh, uh, I don't even know who it is. So you'll have to surprise. All, it, you know what? When, when we when we get the old timers, man, you know, we got to carry that knowledge on, man. Mad respect to these guys, especially because they fought in a time when made us look like we were fighting hush puppies, bro. We were. We were. And that's that time is going to come you know that's one thing i tell people all the time when they talk about a war between china russia united states and all that i don't think personally we'll ever see it i i personally don't think who who did i just see um uh, uh jason nelson our guest from last week put out a tweet and and uh i think ron watkins retweeted it uh, nelson uh, jason said uh china con controls 96 percent of our pharmaceuticals like we talked about last week and um ron watkins says yeah if china wanted to just slip a little bit of fentanyl into our 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 prescription medications they could destroy the whole country instantly but they you don't want to, to. they don't want, want to. to no they don't because then you lose the money exactly yeah. so i reached out to ron uh recently um you know just a whim in the dark said hey man you want to come on my show and he's like yeah set it up Cool. Ron's awesome, man. I, yeah, dude, I, I've never had a chance to talk to him. So I'm, I'm both like, hell yeah, it's cool, man. I got dude, so many I, questions. I've met him a few times. That motherfucker's like six foot four. No shit. I, yeah, I was out in Arizona. I'm a picture of short dude. 
No, bro. I was I was out in Arizona and I met him and Seth Keschel. Well, I I already knew Seth Keschel, but I met Ron and I was talking to them and I'm like, God, man, you guys are both. I mean, I knew Seth was a, a giant, but Ron is tall too. He's like six three, six four. I mean, we were neck and uh, like you know face eye to eye, whatever you want to call it. He's tall as shit, man. So man, pretty cool, man. I wasn't yeah. wasn't yeah. I didn't realize that. Yes, none. Yeah, that's Code Monkey Z. And guess what I had for night for food tonight at dinner? I had Las Vegas Cuban cuisine, and I had platanos. Wow, plantains. Alpha's gonna go get a workout. If any of you guys have a, a damn it, what's the bike called? The those exercise. What's it again? Peloton. Peloton. Thank you. Uh, you. <laughs> somebody has one. Uh, you want to work out? Let's 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 put a Badlands workout workout team together. It's a good I'm, idea. Down with that. That'd be pretty it's cool. You know. All right, we got to get out of here so G Money doesn't kill us. Guys, Are go jump to over pull? to uh, Rug Pull or, or Sit Pull. You don't you don't have a hair on your ass if you guys don't go to Rug Pull's chat and just start putting hashtag XRP like crazy, dude. Troll him so hard and tell him the Sit Pull guys sent you. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be... okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll... No. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live.